Hello and welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. After a short break, I'm very happy to be back with another awesome guest. And today it's uh, Andrea Shapka. Hi, Andrea. How are you today? Hi, Pat. Really good, really good. It's a good day today. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, thank you very much for your time and joining me uh, today. I'm really looking forward for the, for the talk with you. Um, I think a lot of interesting things to share. Uh, first of all, as always, I want to know a little bit more about yourself. So how, how do you see yourself as a, a person? As a person? <laughs> you know, we have two images, how I see myself and how others see me. So yeah. I like to make it as close as possible. <laughs> sure. So I, I'm totally honest and straightforward. I am very famous about it that I cannot lie because if I try, I get very blushy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, that's so good to it's know. just <laughs> impossible for me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm rather going for being very straightforward and very honest. And uh, I'm, I'm very simple in a way because I'm coming from, from a dancing background and it's very easy for me to go for the basics. So I try to talk on a basic ways and simple, simple ways that pers people can uh, connect with and uh, can relate to. Uh, on the other hand, I'm very hyperactive, <laughs> so I have a lot of things ongoing and I, I like to have it like this. Um, I have to have my own time to, too, so I also can say that I'm an introvert too, although I'm doing a lot of uh, connections and socializing, but I like to stay like two, three days sometimes just alone to look back and, and to check myself whether I'm still on the right path. Um, I'm quite... Uh, uh, outgoing person so I like to meet people I like to connect with people and uh, I'm also taking care of myself and I do a lot of sports uh, it, again because of my dancing background mm -hmm. so I okay. think these are the <laughs> yeah good good um, and of course uh, I've got to mention you're from originally from uh, Hungary currently in uh, KL um, I saw uh, well, usually we figure out or we think like, wow, someone comes from Hungary, is from Budapest, because that's the, uh, the place we know, uh, one of the uh, most beautiful cities in, in Europe, I think. But you're coming from a very small town. I think it's called Sarvas. Maybe I yes, said that yes. <laughs> You like Sarvas, yes. It means yeah. deer. So it, uh, the meaning of the word is deer mm -hmm. in English. And uh, it's in the southeast, very close to the Romanian border. And uh, the, the city itself has 17,000 inhabitants. <laughs> so it's a very small, beautiful, uh, beautiful city with the river going through it in the middle. So mm -hmm. I had a beautiful childhood there with, uh, with a lot of nature and, and a lot of exciting things going yeah. around in the city. I, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine yeah but eventually you still make your way to, to Budapest to, to study I think and as you mentioned before uh, your your early focus was uh, on, on sports uh, you started dancing at uh, six right that is very yes. early yes I was very very but my mom did the, did the best thing she sent me to everywhere basically I was debating drawing singing playing the piano uh, even tried taekwondo <laughs> and dancing but I decided for dancing uh, for various reasons <laughs> Yeah, Especially so because of the push-ups, uh, when I had to do a lot of push-ups at uh, the Taekwondo lesson, uh, after one week, 
that I don't want to do it anymore. So I rather went to dancing with the beautiful dresses, you know, for a girl like me, it was like nice. And the competitions, the, the company, it was a really good background for me. But yeah, I tried a lot of things and I, I'm really thankful for this for my parents that they showed me the lot of the big palette and I could choose uh, one of my, my best favorites. And this became my passion. Yes. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Um, and besides the sport, you, you started, uh, uh studied economy. Um, yes, I'm a, I'm an economist on bank management and stock exchange, according to my diploma. <laughs> according to the diploma. That means today you're not so uh, interested in that topics anymore. No, no. I have to say I, it was a little bit of a push to, you know, let's earn a lot of money. So my parents wanted me safe in life. So I went to the International Business School in Budapest and uh, I became... Uh, an economist by my diploma, but I have never really worked in that field. I was a foreign trade agent. I was a multinational at a multinational companies. I was I was doing a lot of like team leadership. I was doing even service agent and and also customer agent. So I was a lot of lot of things uh, for ten years. I was going from one position to the other, and then I got more closer to coaching at the, at the, my last company. I was working for seven years, always changing positions. And the last two years mm -hmm. was about lean management. If you know lean, um, mm -hmm. it's a manufacturing uh, methodology, how to optimize it. Mm -hmm. And we did it for the office. And, and that was bringing me closer to coaching. And uh, that's when I'm started to be interested in coaching and branding. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, coaching and branding was basically also what you obviously started to to love you're still doing also today um you moved to malaysia in 2016 something like that four or five years ago um or what was the reasons for that why malaysia yeah that's a long story but to to, to make it short uh, i was living in a long distance relationship with my partner for three years we were just going to, to each other from luxembourg to budapest from budapest to luxembourg and after a while, we were considering to move closer because it, we had to manage somehow this relationship. So I was considering to move to Brussels because I really loved the city and it was close to both of us. It was a nice compromise. But before I went there, I already packed everything. Everything was in the suitcase. Uh, my boyfriend called me that, uh, okay, I got a call from my boss. Uh, do you know Kuala Lumpur? And I was like, Kuala Lumpur, I, sorry to say this, but I didn't really concentrate it on this area of the world. So I didn't know where is Kuala Lumpur and what is Malaysia. So I had to check on the map and I was really like, such, wow, that's a tropical place. Let's go. <laughs> so okay. that was how we ended up in Kuala Lumpur four years ago. And uh, my parents were not so happy about it because it's 9,000 kilometers. So we don't meet that much anymore. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's, it's a great opportunity. So I really love this change. It's a different culture with a different aspects, a lot of insights. So I grow, I grow because of this a lot, uh, because of this move. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a, that's a nice story. So move closer together. Uh, you changed entirely, went to Asia. <laughs> That's, that's great. Yes, and first time because we never lived together before. So wow, it was a okay. huge step. <laughs> okay, okay. It's a bit of a risk also, right? And uh, yes. but, but obviously it works out quite well. I'm, I'm happy to yes. see that. 
uh, and of course that that also had a big impact on your on your business life right because before you were an employee as you just said you worked for a company uh, but then you moved to Malaysia I can see you started your own companies your own uh, well, uh, ventures that that um, <laughs> are growing and are developing how, how was the change for you or what what really inspired or motivated you to not like look for another just for a job in, in when you relocated here yeah, so this was a long long way to go i have to admit that the first one and a half two years was through suffering i was spending a lot of time on the coach crying <laughs> i was on the sofa and i was just like you know on my own and and finding out figuring out what to do because uh, as you, as we told we talked about it before. I was totally independent. I had my work. I had my salary. I had my own dance school in Hungary. So everything was right, kind of right, ready. Uh, and when I moved here, I became totally dependent on my uh, now husband. And that means that that I even had to ask money for, for simple things. Like I want to go out and I want to do things. And it became very embarrassing. And the feeling of being not being able to do th things like this, very simple things, made me very depressed. And I know uh, many, many people are going through this as foreigners, changing countries, especially the spouses or the wives. And uh, I, felt, I felt really, really down, but I was really lucky because uh, he was support, uh, supporting me all the way. And um, I did it for myself, actually. The change and all this, why, what you see now, why I built this up, was coming from this deep pain of, uh, of just finding a solution for myself because I try to search for work, but because I'm a foreigner, not a lot of companies can allow me on my level as a lean management or, or a team leader. That level is not really seeked for in, in Malaysia or in Asia. So it was really hard for me to, to search for a job. And when I got a lot of no's, it was also pushing me down. So I was like, I have to come out of that. And that's when I decided, okay, I will solve it for myself. And that's why I started the entrepreneurship. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, okay, that's nice. So you basically were pushed into that. Um, I think you also started with uh, another dance school or or community at least in, <laughs> in Malaysia. So we're coming back to the to the to the dancing. Uh, that's called Dance with Me Asia. Um, how how did you create that uh, community? So basically, that was one of my tools to get connected to my new new home, to the people here. Because I before I came, I already wrote to a lot of dance communities. Hey, I'm coming. I'm Andrea. I'm dancing everything. I would like to join you. <laughs> and I was really happy because in Malaysia, uh, there were a lot of dance communities. And they are doing a good job of building up uh, big uh, events. And they have social dancing. And everything is working fine. So I started to dig connect with them and because dancing is very easy for me it's my passion i started three classes every single friday i still remember in 2016 i arrived in may and in two months after uh, in july i already started to do every single friday free dance lessons for people wow. at the mall awesome. and then it grew into a big community now we have parties with hundreds of people so it, it's really nice to have this as my passion <laughs> Wow, that's great! A, a great start, and uh, as you say, it was more of like um, a practical thing, right? So you get into the connection, the community, yes, community. Exactly. You can establish yourself yourself here. Um, 
I, I read in one of the interviews, um, someone asked you to describe yourself as an instructor. And uh, we've got to mention your, your main focus is on the tango uh, dancing. Uh, maybe I asked you later why is why is it tango? But uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you this one first. Um, so so you describe yourself there as like uh, encouraging uh, emotional, practical, intuitive, and inventive. Um, so that that's um, very nice uh, terms. And I saw uh, I, I saw your emotions already. I see you're very emotional when you talk about the the, the topics that you that you're really doing. Uh, which is really awesome. I see the the passion, uh, the passion you have in in the things you really do. Um, but how did that help you? Uh, or let's say, let's say in other words, how how did like this um, uh, this description that you have for yourself, this uh, characteristic, help you in in the business world also? Um, I think dancing is is something that everyone should try once, you know, because uh, it gives you discipline. It gives you the power of improvisation. It gives you the power of connecting with someone else. It gives you a lot of empathy because if you are dancing with someone, you really have to work together. You really have to connect with the person in front of you and in, in networking, in business. This is one of the basics that you have to do, right? Uh, the body language, uh, how you are just presenting yourself in front of other people, like a lot of people, like, like how, how you do that? You are so gracious. And I'm saying like, yeah, this is, this is how I grew up because every single time I had to be like this in front of the, you know, the people. So my presence will be always stronger because of that. And uh, intuitiveness and, and all these, yeah, the, the improvisation skills, if you think about the, the changing environment in a competition when you're competing with other couples, you always have to be ready to change or some sudden things happens, your your heel breaks down or, or something. You have to really start to, you know, think how you will solve it. I have been at the competition where they didn't allow me to compete in my dress because there were a lot of um, sparkling diamonds on it and that competition didn't okay. allow, right? Wow. So okay. I put a normal polo, a t-shirt on it, and I was competing in that. <laughs> and instead, although it was like this, we won the competition. Because, you know, somehow it's not about really about how you look and all these things. It's about mm -hmm. how, you, how you are adapting to the situation. And in business, it's the same. So many, many things that I learned from dancing are applicable uh, to the business and what I, what you see here that I'm managing all these things together it's also uh, because of my dancing uh, background and because how it made me think and how I see a con bigger picture mm. actually this is what I can say that dancing gave me a bigger picture and a better connection with other people and I, I built it in into my coaching methodology so I'm using it when I'm coaching people and I also have it in my branding because dynamics are really important. So. Okay, okay. But, but people don't have to dance when you coach them, right? No, they don't. They don't. Uh, it's <laughs> more good. about like, uh, you know, connections and small things. I just make it like an easy example to understand things. And it, it's most of the time working. <laughs> okay, awesome. Awesome. Really, really great to see that uh, connection between uh, the sports dancing and, uh, uh, and the business that you're doing. Um, why tango? <laughs> Why tango? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. So I was I was uh, competing in barroom dance, uh, all the ten dances uh, for twenty years, uh, 
So it was a long, long way to go. But there, you have always set choreographies, you have one partner, and you always are doing the same things and you are repeating, right? You still evolve, but it's very, on a way, rigid, right? And um, tango, it opened, opened up a new world. Because tango is about changing partners constantly, connecting to new big people all the time, uh, feeling the people in a deeper way. I always say it's like reading novels, you know, you always change to a different novel and you have to be able to read it. And this really helps to connect with people and the empathy level uh, that you have during a tango song with a tango, we call it tanda when you are dancing together for four songs. It's a great time just to connect and then, yeah, you just enjoy the dance. So tango is, is, is a miraculous thing. And they use also for therapy. I'm also an art therapist. And uh, we use it to help people to be more empathetic and to feel how is it leading someone and how is it to follow someone. And this is something also in business very important as a leader. If you see the leadership um, Leadership methodologies today are struggling because the traditional way is not working anymore. And this is something that they miss out. The, the other perspective, to see the person from the other perspective yeah. and to connect with them. Okay. Uh, interesting. I just uh, had another uh, question with that because like you said in yourself, you're, you're an introvert. But um, when you dance, especially when you dance tango, also very close, right? And um, uh, I think... There, there must be also a difference between uh, Europeans and Asians when it comes to dancing. Uh, because like in Europe, we already used a little bit more body contact in general, right? Uh, even when you say hello, maybe we mm -hmm. give kisses or something like that, uh, which is not the case in, in Asia. Do you see like really a, a big difference there? And, and how do you help like in this part, right? That uh, people get mm -hmm. more comfortable in the end to... Um, get to closer uh, body contacts also? So with tango, it's really easy because if you are not letting yourself to open to the other person, you will not really enjoy the dance. Although, as you said, the culture is really different. And on a way, I see every single person from every country is different. That means that when you dance with them, you feel the mood. An Italian guy will be different, then a Korean guy will be different. Uh, the people in Kuala Lumpur are different because of the cultural background. And you said, right, the Asians are a little bit more uh, back, but I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's a bad thing because me as a European, I'm adapting to their level of connection. Mm -hmm. And this is the way how how the world should be, right? So not just coming in and, you know, bulldozering everyone down and then I'm the European, I'm doing this and that, but also to get to know the people on the other side of the world, like really open up. And tango is something that you just can scan the person through very, very fast. And Asians, yeah, they are keeping their distance, but they're still very kind and very gentle so it's really nice to dance with them there is okay. no aggression there is no yeah. Uh, yeah different cultures and then you feel all the cultures inside the dance oh that's awesome it's really that's amazing awesome. <laughs> okay great great that's that's really interesting to hear that um so let's let's change a bit uh topic let's go away from from the dancing um <laughs> even though that is like your uh, main part of your life i think and everything is connected a little bit uh, around that uh, as i as i hear that um 
you mentioned before you have really a lot ongoing uh, here in, in uh, KL, the, the Dancing for Me Asia, uh, Globalicious Consultancy, where you do more the, the branding and the coaching, I think. Um, you have we global weekly entrepreneur webinars also <laughs> ongoing. Um, how, how do you manage to put that everything under one head or one roof, as you say? <laughs> so it took a lot of time. Firstly, I had also another one which was like change your life, socialize. I still kept the intern in, in the email address. So <laughs> that was a short term at the beginning. So it's like a learning path, you know, that you go together. And, and I had three things in my mind and I teach it to everyone in, in my coaching. Also, you have your profession, you have your passion, and then uh, you have also um, the contribution that you are doing to, to other people, right? So how you are seeing yourself. And um, these three had to come together for me. In some way, dancing is my passion. So it's fueling my, my motivation. And it's fueling the way how I see things and how I approach things. My profession, the branding is rather like... Uh, um, it's something that I really like to do because I'm a strategic thinker. I, I like to do the brand identity and the brand strategy because it's like mapping people, like I told you, again, connected to the dancing, that I like to see the person and I like to offer them the, the option to, to go on their path and to really use their own inner talents and, and their things because it will fuel their business. That, that will be the engine of their business. And then the contribution, the third part, it's, it's something that I felt I, I didn't feel fulfilled until I didn't give uh, back to the society. So I was like, yeah, I have my profession. I have this passion of dancing, but how will I give back? How will I contribute? How will I ha help to change the world? How will I make it better place? Right. And that was the contribution of the women empowerment that I felt about really. Um, yeah. I felt really passionate about that too, because as a European white person coming to Asia, I met a, with a lot of things here as a woman also. So it was, yeah, all the three just came together. And when you have this vision of putting the three things together, you don't really have to think, oh, this is so many things. And, and this is like how you manage it. I have a big calendar. I have a lot of uh, notebooks around. I, <laughs> I have my own little thing is how to do during the days. And I have a few days when I just switch off. And, and that makes mm -hmm. the good balance. <laughs> okay, yeah, to recharge a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay, okay. How, how you prefer to recharging? What is your favorite uh, way? I like to travel. Malaysia is an amazing place to go around. Uh, there are a lot of beautiful places. So we just escape somewhere around uh, with my husband. Uh, I like to read. And I still have my childish part. So every Sunday I watch a Walt Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because that's totally switching off my mind and I don't yeah. have to think about anything. So yeah, these cool. kind of things are, are the base how I... <laughs> uh, okay, <switch> okay. <laughs> that's great. Uh, okay, you mentioned just before the, um, uh, the women empowerment. Uh, and we can see, in, in, uh, especially in LinkedIn, you're doing a lot of uh, marketing for that platform. It's a, it's a summit uh, happening in, in October. Uh, but I want you to let uh, uh, the audience know more about this. Um, what, what, what is it about? And uh, again, maybe in a, in a, a bit more uh, details, what, why is it important to you? Why you started that? Um, what is your target for it? 
So let's start about what is it about, like yes, the, the, the Global Online Women Empowerment Summit is a four-day summit uh, and we will put together, I already put together a big expert group, it's still growing and I'm still working on the list and all the experts will give value for the people uh, who are struggling uh, through these challenging times, we are all having problems, we are all adjusting to the new new or the new normal as everyone is uh, talking about it. And uh, this summit will help people to have the booster, you know, the positive energy, the uplift or the elevation to move out from this uh, negative vibe and to try to start, restart or reboot their lives. And all the experts will go around the wheel of life if you know that, and we will touch from each and every topics around the wheel of life, like financial, environmental, uh, health, emotion, family, uh, significant others. We will touch a little bit of topics, those topics which are really burning issues today. And we will also touch the domestic abuse, uh, bullying, uh, cyberbullying, uh, also a lot about uh, the domestic violence because it became very urging uh, to talk about uh, during this, uh, you know, the lockdown because it, mm -hmm. the numbers were going up. So I feel responsible to talk about it. So that's in, in short to the summit. It will be like a TV channel running for three and a half days and everyone can choose the program what they would like to watch and it will be interactive and I am including the little girls, the boys. Uh, you will see it's a little bit more than empowerment. I want to switch from women empowerment to lose the labels and to go to empowerment and I, this summit is aimed to make the change and to switch people to think a little bit differently about empowerment um, and why I started it is because I saw a lot of people coming to me especially ladies about frustration that they are at home and they have to deal with everything and and it's really hard for them to manage the job the kids the husband and everything together and i feel that again coming from my my background of understanding people and dealing with people every single day i see that there should be i call it an independent union and we we need to go towards that to find the balance between men, women, and, and kids, and, and the, the different generations, right? Because there are gaps now going to digitalization. A lot of people are, are left back behind because they just are not so tech-savvy. So mm -hmm. this summit is touching all the, all the things that I feel it's urging and, and big problems today. And I try to close a little the differences between the age groups and the, and the labors, the genders, the races. So yeah, that's the summit about. Okay, <laughs> awesome. That was, that was a, a good summary. And uh, basically, I'm, I'm also happy you just mentioned that in, in the end, it's uh, about the change, the races, the, the age groups also. Um, you still call it women empowerment. Uh, I, I think some of the people will come back and say, wow, we need another event or summit that is focusing <laughs> on women. You know, why you make this uh, gender um topic like the the main topic for your summit uh, but obviously it's uh, it's more it's a lot more than that it's it's a yes. three and a half I, I, yes i need to shift i need i think we need to shift from labels mm -hmm. to just human you know mm -hmm. because we are the same and now we are going into a new era where we will be humans and there will be technology and ai so it's very important for the humanity to see that 
we need this bubble here to balance out the other bubble going very fast. Because the only thing that is differentiating us from AI is the connection in between people, the empathy and the, and the, this kind of balance and, and how we grow together. Mm -hmm. So we need to focus on this and, and just forget the labels and grow together, help each other, elevate each other. And, and that means together we will thrive and we can counterbalance the, the technology. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I really like that. Thank you so much, uh, Andrea. Uh, so how, how, which areas do you still need uh, support and help? How can people reach out to you to, to help you with uh, this uh, massive event? So basically, it's, uh, it's really going on very fast. I have a lot of experts, but I'm still searching for experts. So if you are a global expert or if you would like to be presented globally, I would love to have your board. So all the experts out there uh, around the Wheel of Life, just search for it if you don't know, but I think everyone knows this circle. If you are, would like to participate in any of the topics, uh, you are free to come and connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, even for the... For the people who are watching this, uh, I really want this summit to be for the people on the field. That means that it's not uh, for other coaches or other uh, experts. I would reach, I would like to reach the people who are really suffering out there, who have really big difficulties to survive, who lost their jobs, who are struggling being a single mom, who are struggling to be a single father, who, who are just need some help and support so that you can help by sharing my post, follow the hashtag #WaveWaveGlobalSummit, and, and just share the post with your audience so that we can reach more people. Because why I started this is that I want to show that the little drop in the ocean, like me, <laughs> can create a big uh, wave and a global impact. And with your help, we can reach more people. And this is why I'm really thankful for you, Patrick, also to give me this opportunity because the more I, I talk about even the more people will see it and the more people I can reach and the more people we can have together. <laughs> Okay, for sure. Yeah, I also contribute only a small thing. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy you're doing that. I'm happy that uh, there are people like you that are really putting so much efforts uh, in that. So uh, I hope a lot of people will support you and join you on uh, October 1st to 4th. Of course, there will be the links in the in the video and the description also. Um, and maybe... Uh, some final words because the half hour like passed so fast <laughs> again uh some final words i think from from you uh, some inspirational or motivational terms uh to yes, people so. uh, that are maybe a little bit well the lockdown has for sure had some some impact on a lot of people uh, being frustrated being at home um let us know how you encourage <laughs> Yeah, I have three tips for those people who are a little bit more frustrated today and they need a little bit of breath. So to take a breath, you need to slow down. To slow down, you need to take a little bit of time for yourself. And if you are really struggling not being able to change your mood, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. We are all here, we are all connected and we are all in this together. So many of us are here to help. And all what you need to do is just to reach out, to connect, to write, to, to call, and you will get the positive vibes and, and then it will be easier for you to, to go further. 
So that's my that's my final message. Although we are digitalized, although we are all online, um, we are not as connected as before in real time. So let's just shift that and let's just do more connection real time and real talks and just reach out if you need help. That's wow. it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Andrea. I really appreciate your time uh, that you shared so much of your personal life, of your business life also. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, thank you very much. And I'm wishing you really all the best for uh, well, all your ventures and especially for this uh, summit happening October 1st to 4th. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. And uh, all the thanks to you, um, uh, the audience watching and uh, supporting my uh, uh, small podcast. I hope uh, you will be back next week for a new episode of Path Chat. Thanks and have a great day.